Hi, everybody. Well, greetings and salutations. No. 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 It's only cool when I do it. Hi, everybody. Uh, good to see you guys here. Uh, John and Aaron here. And sorry, we got into Las Vegas uh, a little bit later than I was anticipating getting into Las Vegas. And uh, so I haven't had a chance to set up the live stream all perfectly and good. Are you guys able to see me okay, by the way? Are you guys uh, able to see and hear everything okay? I know there's like a 30-second uh, delay. Actually, it might be a, a longer delay. I can't remember. Yeah, but hey, anyway. John and Aaron. Yep. Okay. okay. How are you doing, guys? Okay, so here's the basic gist. Um, we just went to go see... We just got in Las Vegas. For those of you who don't know, uh, we are currently in Las Vegas. We came out here for CinemaCon. And, uh, okay, you guys can all see and hear us good. I'm on a little bit longer of a delay than normal. I think we're on like a 60-second delay right now, so... Yeah, anyway, uh, so we got into Vegas uh, literally like one minutes before minutes before the Sony thing started. So we were rushing around trying to get to our rooms and then we went right to the Sony thing. And we then, were snaking our way through the lobby and the casino. And try like lugging along our luggage. And then we got, we got in there. So I wasn't, I didn't have time to get this all set up good. So that's why it just kind of looks like kind of simple, but that's okay. But he, we are here to talk about the Sony presentation that they just did here to kick off CinemaCon. And they had an incredible, incredible surprise, uh, which we'll tell you about in just a second. Some of you might've seen it on my Twitter. But um, to start things off, uh, first, this is your first time at CinemaCon. It's my first time at CinemaCon, How absolutely. How beautiful is that theater? Oh, the Coliseum is stunning, or as you called it, uh, it was the Celine, Celine Dion the Theater. Celine Dion Theater. It's absolutely stunning. First of all, Caesars is gorgeous, and nobody's paying me to say that. It's just, it's so beautiful. I've never stayed here before. It is massive. I was shocked at just how the big size. this place is. And uh, because I hadn't eaten anything all day, I ran downstairs while John was setting up the lights to check out the party and just shove some food in my face. And wow, the outside is. Oh, it's gorgeous, right? It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. And by the way, special mm -hmm. thank you to the folks at Caesars Entertainment for putting us up. Uh, they came through for us again. So yeah. thank you to everybody at Caesars for getting us our rooms and everything. So thank you for that. Okay, so we get in about 20 minutes late, which was fine because we got in just as Sony was starting their presentation. So we got a couple. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Spider-Man trailer. Uh, but they did a few other things. I want to say this. So they started off their presentation with the president and also the CEO of Sony Pictures. So that's Rothman. Anyway, they came out and they talked a little bit first about, you know, we came through COVID, but they were like balls to the wall all about F everything else. Sony is a theatrical exclusive company. And they laid it down that says, our movies are not going to day and date streaming. Our movies are theatrical movies. So the, any questions there were about maybe Spider-Man Far From Home or Spider-Man No Way Home, maybe going day and date on streaming as well, put that away. Sony was adamant that our movies, all of our movies are theatrical exclusive movies. They can go to streaming later. And the president even went so far as to saying, said this, he said, and Correct me if I'm getting a couple of the words wrong, but he basically said this whole thing, this whole idea about trying to release your movies day and date on streaming and movies is disastrous for our industry. Devastating. It's devastating. Mm -hmm. It would be devastating to our industry. It's preposterous. And I'm like, thank God one of these studio heads is actually clued in and actually gets it. But anyway, so there was that. I really did. Anything stand out to you that either like Rothman or the other president said? You know, what I really noticed was that they seemed to 
know that they were coming in uh, to an audience that was skeptical. And they immediately, because they started out, like you said, balls to the wall with the reassurance of, hey, I know that you have every reason to be skeptical. And interestingly enough, for uh, just the few moments that I was downstairs at the party, I asked these two folks, hey, do you mind if I share a table with you while I shove some food in my face? And it happened to be the two owners of a very small chain in North Carolina, RCE Theaters. They have three theaters. And I was talking to them and they said, going to be honest, you know, there was a lot of bitterness in that crowd. She goes, I was bitter. And I, and she said, but within minutes, they turned the entire yeah. energy of the Coliseum, over 500 people, mostly theater owners, turned the energy around. They brought everybody in and said, hey, we get it. We know how you feel, but we're on your side and we are making a commitment to you we're 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 all we're, about team all cinema, theaters, yeah. and uh, and and I think that they started the convention off on a really solid foot. There's a great passion down there, a lot of positive energy, and uh, just based on my conversation with the RCE theater folks, by the way, best movie theater popcorn you're ever gonna have, which I have to check out personally in North <laughs> Carolina one day. Clearly, uh, I, I think that they really did a great job of capturing of of understanding their audiences mentality going in addressing it right away and then reassuring everyone and i i I don't know what the other presentations are going to do how do you follow up what sony did i really don't know because they just made everybody else look like shit and here's the other thing too because rothman is is like the ceo of sony and he came out and said you know what i just went to a movie yesterday from one of our competitors he said i just went to go oh by the way kevin kalson's in super chat badge live chat thank you kevin he goes i just went to go see a movie yesterday from one of our competitors the good folks over at fox and i went to go see free guy and he's like hell of a movie but go figure the movie that is theatrical only has the best legs out of any movie that's come out this summer he goes it's not rocket science when you have a movie in a theatrical only release you make more money and so it was kind of cool to hear that. But then what you guys really want to hear about, then they moved into their big reel. Oh. And we saw our first footage of, first of all, Brad Pitt in Bullet Train. And so they showed off a big action sequence yeah. of Bullet Train with Scorpion, by the way, in there with them. That looks great. And the banter that Brad Pitt was having. So Bullet Train is definitely a movie that needs to be on our list. We saw the first footage from Uncharted. Mm-hmm. The first yeah. footage, not a ton. Not a ton, but, a ton. but just, a, just a skosh. Yep, and so getting to see Mark Wahlberg, you hear his voice doing the narration, some action stuff, stuff on a plane. Uh-huh. I mean, there were some shots that looked to me like we're right out of the video game or like one of the video games, um, which was really cool to see. So that, I love the aesthetic. They had a very grand uh, scope of it. They had a couple of like, novels popular novels that i didn't recognize okay well it? that's where i can step Crawdaddies? in oh calm yourself <laughs> cross is it where it's a crawdaddies is that what it it's name? where the crawdads sing Raw? and okay. it is it is like what it is I a, no idea. a record-breaking new york times best-selling novel that has just captured the heart and spirit it is an incredible novel and it was the first glimpse that we saw i predict where the crawdads sing is going to not in story or plot or anything like that but it's going to capture that same romantic spirit um 
that the notebook. I, see, had. I was gonna say it had a definite notebook sort of feel. Yeah, to it. that's exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah. Is I was like, even though I don't want to say, oh, it's like the notebook because it's not. It's a completely different story. But the same kind of passion and power that you went to the movies to fall in love with these characters and fall in love with them falling in love. I believe, I really believe that where the crawdads sing that stood out to me. And the other one, I don't want to jump the gun if you're already going to talk about it, but. Holy oh, shit. Oh, I know what you're going to say. She's going to say Morbius. Morbius. Oh, my God. <laughs> the footage looked oh great. Oh, my God. I, like, grabbed. John she did. She literally was grabbing my arm and going, hey, and I'm like, yeah, this is pretty badass. I mean, and this is the thing is that, you know, like, I wasn't a fan of Jared Leto's Joker. I mean, I and I'm not in the minority here. There are a lot no, of people that agree with that. I was just, oh, God. I, I, I. I cringe. I cringed when I watched him. And I love Jared Leto. I'm a huge fan of Jared Leto. I have been, you know, American Psycho all the way back, all of it, Fight Club, everything. I didn't like him as Joker and I saw him as Morbius and I go, that's the one. That's the role for him. Yeah. He, was, he was never Joker and that's okay. You know what? John Campia is not Joker either. Neither am I. That's okay. We're not all born to play Joker. However, I, I liked him as Joker. However, I will say... Oh my God, Jared Leto as Morbius. That's sweet. It was that working. That is the sweet spot. It was That's working. That's the sweet spot. So that was, the, then we also, they also showed us some new stuff of Venom. Again, just a little bit of new stuff, but they definitely showed some stuff in the, re in the reel of Venom that we had not seen in the trailers before. Mm -hmm. It's like there's this one shot of Eddie with Venom's head coming out, sitting on a beach, looking at a sunset. It was just, okay, this is kind of perfect. Um, so that was really good too. They did a little bit, like they showed us a couple of frames of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. The, most of the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 footage they showed was just clips from the first movie. Yeah. So that was fine. Uh, but So they gave us a couple of frames of that. But, I mean, let's be honest here. Um, the main thing you guys are interested in is, of course, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So Rothman comes out. And first of all, he, he, did, he made a joke about the fact that, it, that a terrible copy leaked online. He goes, now here's the real McCoy, the real thing. And they go ahead and start playing it. And... Uh, what can we say? You guys have seen the trailer. I told you, I told you they were going to drop the trailer as soon as they showed it here. Um, and it was great. Yeah. It's great. You turned to me because you, you didn't love the Eternals trailer, right? So, so she turns to me as soon as the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is done. She turns to me as the audience is still clapping. And she's like, that's how you do a superhero trailer to keep people interested right there. So what were your thoughts on the Spider-Man no way yeah, so there. because you brought it up, uh, you know, I never said that The Eternals shouldn't be a movie. Oh, of course I, no, 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 but there, there was a little bit of mis misunderstanding. All I said was, I don't like the trailer. And you know what? I wasn't alone. There were a lot of people who didn't like the trailer. And here's the reason why. I've been looking forward to The Eternals. You may think that I wasn't. The reason why well, I'm Chloe looking... Chloe Zhao, I mean, yeah. yeah. Chloe Zhao, Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek. I just need those three. I don't... Like, everybody else, great. They're gravy. But those three women right there, I'll see a movie if they're involved in it. So I've been looking forward to The Eternals. I was disappointed and upset. I was looking forward to it because of who was in it. I yeah, established yeah. that I don't know the story. But I was upset because I didn't feel like the trailer did justice to what I was hoping for. And it made it look like just another superhero movie. And it made me feel superhero fatigue. It didn't give me any of the story. It all it was like laser beams and fights. It's just boring. Same old, same old. 
Spider-Man, that changed it. Because number one, it really laid out the plot. It told us what we're gonna expect that's different from the story in this one than what we've seen before. Yeah. It gave us longing, it gave him, us his desire, what he really wants, something that's more than just superhero stuff. But like we've all, it, it made me feel like, oh, I can relate to that. Even if I can't relate to his exact uh, circumstance, I can relate to that feeling. And then how it all you know goes wrong as it always does for our hero. Um, and then there was a the special appearance. Well, they've seen it now, right? Yeah, yeah, Molina. Yeah, the special yeah. appearance by Alfred Molina. I mean, just she. I, I I don't think you knew to expect that. Did I you? didn't know to expect she lost that. her mind as soon as Molina came. Well, first of all, you see the the tentacle, like the yacht with one up, and she was like, huh, no. Yeah. And then the camera pans up, and it's Molina, and she's like, ah! I was like, oh my god! <laughs> So the first of all, like the whole idea, for, I got I to gotta admit this. I said this on the John Campy show earlier today, but I'll point it out again. Um, I am, um, you know, I am not afraid to point out and highlight when I was wrong about something. When Spider-Man Far From Home came out and the ending happened where they revealed Peter's identity to the world. Yeah. I said, you know what? That's not even going to be... Uh, any kind of a significant part of the next movie. I said, because what MCU often does is like big hanging things in certain movies. <laughs> they're already resolved by the time the next movie starts. Okay. They've done that several times. So I said, you know what? This this movie's going to be like, ah, oh, it's a good thing Nick Fury came out and told the world that I wasn't really Spider-Man. Yep. Okay. Let's get on with the real right, movie right, now. Right. That's what I thought they were going to do. 100% wrong. This movie is clearly all about that ending. And him, like the very fact that he would go to Doctor Strange and say, can you make it so the world doesn't remember that I'm Peter Parker? I thought, okay, that's actually really interesting. And I love the whole interaction with Wong. He's like, okay, I won't do it, I won't do it. You know, right, Peter, right, right, and they, right. they go ahead and do it anyway. Um, obviously that looked like a, a Green Goblin grenade in there at the end. So maybe, you know, Willem Dafoe, like we've speculated that maybe Willem Dafoe will pop up. So we've seen no evidence of it, but... That is clearly suggesting that maybe he will. Mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I, again, they didn't show us... Listen, although it was a full trailer, they didn't actually show us a ton. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing right now. I can't wait to see trailer number two. The second trailers, especially coming out of these movies, usually flesh things out a little bit more. So I'm really excited to see that. But... Uh, it was great. Tom Holland and, and Benedict Cumberbatch did a little bit of an intro. Zendaya. Oh, and Zend yeah, sorry. Zendaya, Zendaya wasn't, you know, she didn't do the intro. Right, but, but she was did. in the, yeah. So they kind of introed the trailer, um, and that was great. It, it was a, a wonderful On trailer. On screen, they weren't there. No, no, they weren't there. Yeah, they yeah, weren't they there were in still... person, but they were, they did a, a thing for, you know, knowing for this particular audience. And you know what I really liked also about the trailer is I like that, you know, I mean, I remember when I was young, um, you know, like, the idea of being a superhero um, was like, oh my God, that would be so cool if everybody knew that I was Wonder Woman or if everybody knew that I was Supergirl, right. you know, that would be really cool. Um, but this shows us that it's not necessarily, you know, there is a certain uh, value to anonymity Yes. As Peter yeah, Parker. Yeah, 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 and then yeah, we just yeah. see glimpses of him walking through the school and, you know, people looking at him and videotaping him and all of a sudden that immediate fame, you know, what that can do to him and how it's not always a great thing to be 
known. You know what I mean? To yeah. get out of that bubble of anonymity. Well, it's, it's the classic superhero conundrum, right? Yeah. That you got to keep your secret identity because it puts everybody else in danger. But this seems like this movie is really grabbing onto that standard stereo, stereotypical superhero trope and showing us, no, really, this will hurt the people that love them and they love. Mm -hmm. And and that was pretty interesting. Yeah, and I love at the moment at the moment when it's he's doing this spell. Oh, but wait a minute, my girlfriend, and wait yeah. a minute, my aunt, and, and wait a minute, I, there's a couple people that I still want to know. And he's just like, that's not how the spell works. So you yeah, either want it or you don't. Quit interfering. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, so overall, it was great. But obviously, the moment everybody's gonna be talking about is Alfred Molina popping up. Hello, Peter. Yeah. Which was it, and it felt just like when did that movie come out? Two thousand. I can't remember. Two thousand six. Two thousand four. Two thousand three. I can't remember. You guys tell me. But it was forever ago. So that was great. The the more I'm seeing some people. By the way, we're going to take questions too. I've already got the question board all lined up. So if you want to fire in a question using the super chat feature, go ahead and do that. We'll get to those in a second. Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Thank you guys. Two thousand four. So Lance, thank you. Um. So then, so after the trailer, and I'm sure some of you guys will ask about the trailer. We'll get to that back to that in a second. After that, they bring out. I mean, we all should have stood up. and then kneeled yes. when Ivan Reitman came. They brought Ivan Reitman out on stage. So Ivan Reitman comes out with his son Jason Reitman, who's one of my favorite directors. I mean, Up in the really Air, loved, Juno. Yeah. I mean, I just I love his filmmaking. He's great. So they bring the two of them out to talk about Ghostbusters, and Ivan Reitman told this great story about the first time he'd ever went to a movie theater. His parents had just brought him over to Canada, and they, they had escaped from Czechoslovakia, Bacchia, and he Canada. didn't even in the bottom of a boat, and he didn't even speak English. But they went to see Robin Hood. Yeah, saw Errol Flynn's Robin Hood at a movie theater in Toronto. And then Jason Reitman talked about how my dad gave me the greatest gift. He, he basically educated me in the movie theater. He took me to movies and blah, blah, blah. And, they, and then they start talking about Ghostbusters, right? And it's funny because I felt like they were winding things up. And I'm like, there's still two hours left in their presentation. But anyway, they start talking about Ghostbusters. And he says, by the way, everybody, Jason Reitman says, please, you know, when you see it, don't spoil anything, including the thing that happens at the very end of the credits. Don't spoil it because we're about to show it to you. And the whole theater was like, wait, what? And then we I looked like, at my wait, watch. Wait, is he, wait, is he, is he, wait, and did he just say what Total surprise said? screening. They went, ladies and gentlemen, Ghostbusters Afterlife. And they showed us Ghostbusters Afterlife, the whole thing. And I'm gonna do, um, I'm gonna do a separate review video of this uh, after we're done this. It's gonna be really late, but I'm gonna put up my own separate review video. But basically this, we're obviously no spoilers or anything like this. Yeah, I love how he said that he was like, no spoilers, please, no spoilers. And meanwhile, everybody's like, oh my God, I'm totally going to tell everybody that I know about everything that I see. Everything but I no see. spoilers, yeah. No spoilers, but the movie is delightful. It's delightful. Paul, okay, this one loved it. This one told, you were oh, you were in tears. I was times. sobbing yep. at the end. Literally, sobbing. Was she sobbing was sobbing at the end, yeah. I was, okay, go ahead, you, you tell you tell us. Well, I mean, look, okay, look if you were... I don't know that this is the Ghostbusters movie I would make, but if if they had come into an office and told me, okay, this is the Ghostbusters movie we're going to make. We're going to make a Ghostbusters movie that's in present day, and it's the grandchildren of Egon Spengler. And they, you know, you learn all this in the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything. They, he's passed away and he leaves them this farm. He's been estranged from his daughter and obviously her kids, his grandkids. 
and they move into this house and they, they realize and discover that he was one of the original Ghostbusters, all while strange things are going on in this town. Okay, that's not necessarily the Ghostbusters movie I would, I would greenlight. Okay. But if that's the Ghostbusters movie you're making, Jason Reitman made a perfect version of that. Like if that's, that's the Ghostbusters you want to do, Ivan Reitman made it perfect for, for that, for what it is. They definitely, Jason Reitman. Jason, sorry. Jason but Ivan Reitman, Reitman was the producer. Is the producer and was there with his son on stage. And it is a great mixture of modern storytelling, modern humor. Um, Paul Rudd is obviously great. And Paul Rudd's always great. Um, also mixed in with a lot of nostalgia. And Jason Reitman, when he came out on stage, he's, by the way, this is going to be the biggest Easter egg hunt in the history of the world. He goes, because yeah. in everything, just look for little things. And so that definitely brought a, a, a definite nostalgia, nostalgia factor to it too. But anyway, your impressions of, of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh my God, I loved it. I couldn't have loved it anymore. It was fun, 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 fun. I had a smile on my face. My cheeks are actually hurting from smiling so hard. And then at the end, it just was so beautiful. I won't obviously say yeah. what happened, but there is, it, 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 you know, as many of you um, already know, uh, Harold Ramis, who was one of the original Ghostbusters, is no longer with us. And um, there was a very beautiful tribute to him um, in the in the movie that just worked so seamlessly. Um, I, I love, yeah, you're right, I love the, the modern edge of storytelling. I thought the kids were really- The kids were great. So and charismatic. You know I didn't like the little girl at first. Like the first scenes, I'm like, okay, we've seen this character before. McKenna Grace. Yes, but as the movie progressed, like even still in the first act, as the first act progressed, I'm like, okay, I went from being dismissive of this character to now, I'm totally engaged with her. Yeah. I didn't like her at first, but I totally got on board with the character. She does, so, uh, actually. I, I can see what you're talking about. For me, I was like, I couldn't figure out where I knew her from, and then I realized she was in the most recent season of Handmaid's Tale, which I don't think that you watch, but oh my gosh, her character is incredible. And she and I, and, and I, then it made a lot of sense because I was thinking, wow, that little Ghostbuster girl is fantastic. And then when I realized, I went, oh, of course, I've seen what she did in Handmaid's Tale. She's incredibly talented. Her name is McKenna Grace. Uh, Carrie Coon, who plays the mom, mom. Um, she's really engaging and fantastic in that role. Finn Wolfhard, who we all love from Stranger Things, who's now a little bit older, and you can see that he's kind of growing into himself as a young man. Uh, I really thought that he did a beautiful job in his role. And then, of course, Paul Rudd is perfect pa in Paul every Rudd's way. Paul Rudd's Paul Rudd. Paul I mean, Rudd's Paul Rudd. He was Rudd. so good in it. Yeah, there's nothing that he does wrong. Um, and he has, and even when he does his, like, Paul Rudd-isms, which normally I really, I, I loathe when an actor who's known for a certain shtick, like I hate when Jim Carrey does Jim Carrey. I, I, I don't like it. I like when Jim Carrey does something that's not Jim Carrey. Until he plays Dr. Robotnik in Sonic the Hedgehog, then I ate it up. You never okay, saw Sonic. I, I never, no, I, I, you, yeah, I you know what? You would like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, I was so surprised by that. I wanted to see that. I don't know why, I, I planned on seeing it. I don't know what happened. We'll show you at our place. We've shiny got shiny bird, shiny object. Um, so, but yes, I, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was beautifully done. Um, and there are yes, there are so many Easter eggs. Not only did I feel the nostalgia 
as a Gen X kid who grew up on Ghostbusters. I can't even tell you the number of times that I've seen Ghostbusters. I loved it. I played the song over and over again. <laughs> I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Um, I loved the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man when I was a kid. Um, and all I was thinking was, you know, now you guys know that I'm going to be a mom very soon uh, anyway. And all I was thinking was, man, I can't wait to watch this movie with my kids. Well, you got, in one of the trailers, you see all the little Stay Puff Marshmallow Men. Oh, it's in the trailer? Okay, it's, yes. So I, just, I knew right away she never saw that trailer because in when that scene happens in the movie where the little Stay Puff Marshmallow starts showing oh up, she, I thought she was going to pass out and cry. Oh, and my God. She, you're crying right now. They're Look, so she, cute. She's literally crying oh right God, now. They're just, they're just so cute. Oh my god, I want, if anybody can find a little Stay Puft Marshmallow person for me, I don't know if they're going to make them in merch or if you guys know how to, Oh, like, they'll be merch. They'll definitely be merch. Do crafts with marshmallows. Please send me one. Oh my gosh, they're just, yeah. I love this movie. I loved this movie so much <laughs> and I can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to tell you, I didn't love the ending myself. The part where I was hysterically sobbing. Yes, but so, but I, I think most of you will disagree. Maybe when I watch it again, I'll feel differently. But anyway, that was, so yeah, that was the huge, we're only on night one of CinemaCon. Night one of CinemaCon. I know, I said to John when the movie was over, I go, well, I guess we can go home because I don't know who's going to top that or how, but if this is how CinemaCon starts, I'm in. And so we still I'm have. In. What's what's the studio tomorrow? Is it uh, Neon is in the morning. Right. I believe. And then what's the one? MGM. MGM is tomorrow, so you know we're gonna get some. Uh, we're gonna get some Bond probably uh, of that tomorrow. Who knows? Maybe they'll show us No Time to Die. Yeah, maybe we'll watch Bond. I maybe don't know. we'll see the new Bond film tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. We still. So we've still got. Uh, Lionsgate to come. We still have Paramount to come. Universal, Warner Brothers, MGM. Uh, I mean, we still got our, our screening of Shang-Chi Shang on yeah. Wednesday. I mean, so I don't know. Plenty of surprises and things going on. So I'm excited about that. Uh, Warner Brothers is one I'm really looking forward to. Now, I, I know we're here to talk about the Sony one, but the Warner Brothers one I think is going to be fascinating because there is so much. Besides all their other stuff on their docket, there is Flash. There is Batman. There is... Um, Oh God! What King else? King Richard. There's King Richard, which oh yeah, she's in King Richard. So there's King Richard. So I'm sure maybe are they going to bring you up on stage to talk about King Richard? Yeah. Will, are you going to introduce all the footage for King Richard? Will Smith and I have a talk back. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Perfect. me and Will just you know talking to the crowd. Um, By the way, guys, I hope you guys know that I only jest when I talk about King Richard. I'm in one scene, and if you saw the trailer, you saw my entire part. Okay, this is not. <laughs> This is not Aaron's movie, King Richard. This is Will Smith's movie, King Richard. I'm in literally one scene, so. But you're in like a third of the trailer. That's the funny thing. That's why I have to brag now, because as soon as the movie comes up, people will be like, that bitch was in one scene. Why was she so excited? I, I called her up when the trailer dropped. When the trailer dropped for King Richard, I called her up like, holy crap, this is like your trailer. She goes, I have no idea how this happened because I'm really not in much of the movie at I all. I literally worked on the movie for like seven hours and then I was wrapped and I was like, okay, bye. Hope, you know, see you when the movie comes out. Um, anyway, okay, so... Yeah, uh, Uncharted footage is great. Mark Wahlberg, plane, standing on the bow of a ship, all that kind of stuff. Morbius, Bullet Train, uh, the, all the Spider-Man universe movies. I mean, it, it was a Where the crawdads sing, for those of you who read books. Where the crawdads? Crawdads. Crawdads. Okay, I was going to say crawdads. I keep wanting to say crawdaddies. 
That sounds like the name of a band. We're the Crawdaddies. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, does, it totally does. Um, so anyway, we're going to spend the rest of our time now, as I grab my, uh, my uh, tablet here, and we are going to take the questions you guys have been sending in. And thank you for sending in your questions, guys. So, you want me to redo the questions and you um, can answer them? I can. Or can you read these? Yeah, go ahead. Yes, you can read I know them. how to read. Okay, I know you know how to read. Anyway, <laughs> start. Uh, this is the first one, then it works its way up. Okay. Okay, she's going to read the questions. Um... Anurag P says, honestly, I forgot how good Melina's Doc uh, Ock was, but just two simple words and all those emotions from Spider-Man 2 came flooding back. You're right. The, all you had to hear from is, hello, Peter. And this is like, ah, I'm right back in that theater again in 2004. Is that when you guys say it again? Yeah. Back in that theater in 2004. By the way, Spider-Man 2, for those who forget, I think for there was a good number of years... Like there was a, maybe a decade or more where Spider-Man 2 was legitimately in the conversation of the greatest comic book movie of all time. And I still think it's a top 10. I still think it's a top 10. Anyway, all right, what's next? Uh, an Anurag P also sends in a chat saying, also, any chance Doc was talking to Toby's Spidey? I don't think so. I Look, here's the thing. You guys know that I think, I think that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. But... Even though I think that, the reality is this. There has been no actual credible evidence or proof that they are. I think they will be. But let's be realistic. The reality is there's been no actual credible information or credible evidence that either... I heard that there was the stunt guy ordered a pizza on the third floor of a building that was shooting five blocks away from where the... No, there's no actual real evidence that they will be. But I still think they will be. But just remember, when you go in to watch this movie, go in and take the movie as it is. Don't be one of these guys that goes in there and says, like, unless Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in it, I'm not going to like it. Don't be one of those assholes. Just go in and, and take the movie for what it is on its own merits. But I still think they'll be there. I just don't know. All right, Casey Mack says, heard and saw a goblin bomb. So can we say that Willem Dafoe is actually confirmed now? No, no. L listen, the word confirmed is one of the most grossly misused, improperly used words in all of movie fandom. Confirmed is when you see his face on screen. Confirmed is Willem Dafoe comes out and says, I can't wait for you guys to see me in Spider-Man No Way Home. I, like you, I'm like, I saw that little bomb and I'm like, ooh. So yeah, I... Yeah, but can we say it's confirmed? No, we can't say it's confirmed. All right, what's next? Michael Bradley says, "Hello, John. After watching the trailer, over under twenty percent that it was a that um, that was a multiverse Doctor Strange helping an unsuspecting Peter." Under, I think I, I don't. They're gonna go a little nutty. They're not gonna go batshit crazy. So I'm gonna go under twenty percent. Not impossible. Not. I'm not saying zero. I'm just saying under twenty. Suthius writes in, okay, didn't Strange learn his lesson from his movie about messing with space-time and now he's going to risk the safety of it just for Peter? Come on now. Uh, now, remember though, there's a difference between trying to change time. He's not using the eye of Agamotto here. He is, he's just casting a spell that says take the world as it is and just remove this from people's memories. So it doesn't seem like his intention was to mess with space-time. So that's my take at any rate. All right, what's that? Sam Fisher says, this might be a stretch, but could N could NWH take place concurrently with Shang-Chi? It looks like we see Wong go on vacation. You know, if Wong is, uh, do you know if Wong is, you know, if Wong is in Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi? Well, we see Wong in the Shang-Chi trailer. Um, it's, I'm going to say no, it doesn't happen concurrently, 
but probably very, very, very close together. That's that's going to be my guess. Remember, Shang-Chi does come out first, so I'm going to guess that it happens after the events of Shang-Chi, but that's just a guess right now. Casey Mack also says, is it strange to you how strange is acting? LOL. Ah. Seems to me something's up. And John Redcorn says, over under 30% Topher Grace's Venom appears in No Way Home. How many percent? Uh, over under over under 30%. Well under. I'm going to go well under. I mean, again, possibility. Everything's possible here. Maybe 5%, but I'll take under 30. John Redcorn also asks, uh, was there any Craven news? No, actually, you know what? Thanks for pointing that out. I was kind of expecting to get some solid... I thought they would come out on stage and introduce, ladies and gentlemen, our new Craven, Billy Bob Thornton. Or, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. But no, uh, surprisingly enough, there was no Craven news. I'm surprised. Anthony MR writes, everyone kept asking the event, kept assuming the events of Loki were going to play into this movie, but it's strange trying to help Peter, which causes shenanigans. Yeah, I think everybody just assumed that, okay, at the end of Loki, that's going to dictate how everything goes in every movie. And everybody keeps forgetting, Kevin Feige really likes to isolate his movies, even when there is crossover. So it's like, somebody going into Spider-Man No Way Home... Uh, Kevin Feige would not make it a prerequisite for you to have a chance of understanding this movie. You got to make sure you go and get Disney Plus and watch Loki. So he just wouldn't do that. So I wasn't really surprised to see that. Okay, Ray Studios has a couple of him here. In the scene where the spell, in the scene where the spell Strange was trying to cast, there are a few quick shots that look like space projection of the sacred timeline. Uh, this No Way Home teaser proved a lot of the leaks already. With Sylvie, the multiverse broke it op with Sylvie, the multiverse broke open, and that allowed for Doc Ock, Electro, Green Goblin, and the other villains to get into the MCU reality. At the end of No Way Home, there will be questions unanswered, and we'll know a bigger threat is coming. And Peter Strange, Wanda will and Wanda will team up in Doctor Strange Two. That is what Ray Studios is. I don't. I don't believe that. Okay, sorry. There are parts of what you said that I do believe that, and that I do agree with. Um, I do not believe that. Uh, I think Doc Ock popping up has nothing to do with uh, Kang and Sylvie or the events of Loki. I think those would be direct repercussions of the spell that Doctor Strange cast. At least that that's what I think. But, but what you're saying is possible. It absolutely is. But I think it's going to be more isolated to... Because look, the trailer made it clear. Something went wrong with the spell. And I think that is what is is going to directly lead to that coming up, not the events of Loki. That's my guess at any rate. I could be right, I could be wrong, who knows. We'll find out soon. Ismail Montoya says, John, I just saw the No Way Home trailer and uh, doesn't seem as attracting to me. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was me. Uh, Doctor Strange seems so disconnected. I don't know, it seems that everything now has to be about the multiverse, I guess. Well, again, I... Personally, I didn't watch this thing and think, oh, this is the multiverse. I, I really didn't get it, even though the name of the upcoming Doctor Strange movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So uh, obviously that, but I it honestly looks to me like a story about there's a big problem and the solution causes more problems than it solves. And I think it might be a little bit more simple. So, I, but I don't know, we'll have to see. It really worked for me. I mean, it, all trailers are subjective as well as the movie. So if it didn't quite work for you, that's totally fine. It uh, it worked for me though, I got it. Especially as a first trailer. Let's see what the second trailer does a month from now. Anthony MR says, maybe this is a bizarre idea, but do you think having the multiverse in Spider-Man is a backdoor for Sony if they ever decide to end things with Marvel Studios, like sending Peter to a non-MCU universe? It's 
possible. I mean, look, we've all known, it's the worst kept secret in Hollywood that some, Sony is planning and preparing for Spider-Man to come back to Sony full time and out of the MCU. Whether or not this is the way they're going to accomplish that, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a very popular theory, but but by doing that, it still creates a tie between the MCU and Sony, and I don't think Kevin Feige wants that, and I don't know if Rothman would want that either. So I would tend to think so, but there's a lot of arguments against it as well, so you know we'll see. By the way, guys, just going to let you know, I'm going to turn off the Super Chat feature here in about two minutes, so if you do have a question you want to fire in, because we can't be doing this for two hours. Uh, if you do want to fire in a question, do it within the next like two minutes or so. All right, continue. Diego Villasenor says, feels like we are getting a multiversal Sinister Six movie. Can't wait to see Molina and Defoe again. The Toby and Andrew rumors might be legit. I mean, well, there's, I mean, again, of course they might be legit. I kind of think they are. I do not think, Sony has learned their lesson. There, Alfred Molina, this was a one-time thing. I think Molina kind of even said that in an interview. So I don't expect that they're building up to you know, another film where Merlina's gonna come back and stuff like that. So I, I don't think that's happening. It's an interesting idea though. Casey Mack says, hey, can you give us the dish on how Ghostbusters Afterlife was without spoiling anything? It was awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it, listen, it's delightful. I wasn't a big fan of the ending, but I think a lot of you actually will be. I think I'm gonna be in the minority on that. But even though I didn't love the ending, it is a, the, the word I just, I keep using it, but it's the word I use. It's delightful. It is a delightful film, far better than I thought it was going to be. You know, especially in some of the car chase scenes specifically. The car chase scenes were great. Oh, they were so good. I got major Back to the Future vibes in the car chase scenes. Major back, like the moments where you just, where when you're watching yeah. Back to the Future, you're just yeah. like, oh, I love this. That I just felt that. All right, uh, moving on. James P10 or P10 says Marvel has really done it this year with the TV shows Shang Chi around the corner, Eternals in November, and Spider Man in December. Uh, they really are. I mean, listen, this whole year, this year, next year is absolutely stacked full of so much MCU stuff, and they they really are. They're loading it up. They're absolutely loading it up. Ismail Montoya says, "Hey John, I like when Doc Ock shows up, but how did he know Peter's name? That was cool." Um, listen. I, it, it's funny that in a world where we are getting a man transferred from one reality of time into another totally separate reality of time stream, and our big question is, how did he recognize that guy? I mean, I, I, I don't know. Listen, my, my, one, my guess is this, is that that scene that we saw of Alfred Molina I don't think that's the first time he sees Tom Holland. Right. I think he probably sees, I think there's a Tom Holland Molina encounter earlier. And then we, because he probably doesn't just come through a portal. Because remember, Molina said that he is literally taken from that last moment in Spider Man 2 that he's in and is brought right in. So he wouldn't look at Tom Holland. Or, or maybe, maybe he just sees the Spider Man suit and knows, well, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. He doesn't see Tom Holland's face. He says, hello, Peter. I don't know. A lot of possibilities there, but remember, it's just a quick little shot, so let's not read too much into it yet. Uh, Ismail Montoya, oh, um, da-da-da. Entertaining Geek says, so it's called No Way Home, but it looks like it still pl takes place in New York. It seems to me that Peter and Strange got pushed into a new timeline. Uh, I don't, again, here's the funny thing. Nothing in the trailer suggests that. 
Like every suggested it's New York? Or no, it suggested it's a different timeline oh. or anything like that. I mean, well, you're was, just saying since it's still in New York. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of inception in the trailer. Do you yeah, notice like a lot yeah, of a inception lot of in, on itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the trailer? But I, I don't think it's an alternate timeline or anything like that. I mean, again, I also didn't think it was going to have anything to do with Peter Parker having his identity revealed, and obviously it is. So take what I'm, my guesses here with a grain of salt. It's all they are is guesses. But I don't think it's another alternate timeline or anything. Dan Ketchum says, if it's based on a silly mistake by Doctor Strange, as it seems, this will suck. Might as well have the Benny Hill theme playing. Might as well have the Benny Hill theme playing. No, that's absolute nonsense. That's rubbish. So, so many great movies are, like, they're, the plots get kicked off when something goes wrong. And this wasn't a thing of, oh, you know, Doctor Strange made a silly mistake. It wasn't him making a mistake. Clearly something goes wrong. But it's not just about, oopsie, I'm not very good at this magic stuff. <laughs> it's, it's nothing like that. But a lot of great movies take place as a result of something, even maybe not obvious, goes wrong. You forgot the doll. What's that for? Weird science. Oh my God. That, I forgot the doll. That's a... That's an OG callback. Well done. Yeah, I have seen some movies. <laughs> okay. um, although I will say, I do think that playing the Benny Hill theme song over any movie <laughs> is always <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> um, okay, the, CB, the CTB channel says, I don't know how or why, but I think Doctor Strange is, the, is an antagonist in No Way Home. He seems different and weird. Also, Mephisto confirmed. LOL. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> more Mephisto. Uh, no, no, no Mephisto. You know, that's not the craziest idea in the world. I think that might be a little predictable. So I'm going to guess no, but it, it's not a crazy theory. Like maybe this is some kind of altered Doctor Strange. Maybe, you know, somebody else wrote in earlier, what are the chances that maybe this is a different reality Doctor Strange? Maybe. I mean, I don't think so, but that's a possibility as well. So yeah, let's keep our eyes on that. Isaac Beebe says, is it just me or is it weird that for Sony's movie trailers like No Way Home and Ghostbusters, they have a second... A two-second ad for the PS5 DualSense controller. Um, well, obviously, we we actually saw it on the screen in the theater, so we didn't see that. But hey, a Sony product playing a Sony product ad in front of it—not very strange at all. No. Uh, Sloth is Legend says there is no way that Doctor Strange would risk ripping apart the multiverse just for Peter's convenience. That ain't Stephen Strange. That's Mephisto. Okay, but remember it. It wasn't supposed to put the universe at risk or anything. Something goes wrong. Look, every time a sorcerer casts any spell, something could go horribly wrong. You're you're dealing with the fabric of reality whenever you're using magic, right? So clearly something goes very wrong. It was dangerous. But remember, one of the key things about the personality of Stephen Strange, he is very big on himself. Oh, yeah. He is supremely confident. I know he's the Sorcerer Supreme, but that goes with something. He is supremely confident. He drinks a lot of his own Kool-Aid. He drinks all his own Kool-Aid. All right, what's next? All right, uh, let me make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. Okay, um, Jose Mez says, holy cow, when Green Goblin and Doc Ock, I was cheering like a wrestling fan. Uh, again, we don't know who's Green Goblin. I mean, obviously we all suspect, but we don't know, so let's not get ahead of ourselves too much. Oh, this is fun. Iconic Reaction says, hey, John, so my cousin Desmond saw you last time in Vegas, and he dealt your car 
cards playing poker. He's a six foot black and bald guy with a high voice. He says, hey. Also, we get the fucking goblin back. I can't lie. I overhyped myself with the trailer a bit. I have a theory that things might even might end even darker than they did in Endgame. The stakes feel high. I love it. Also, I don't know if you've seen him there, but Toby was spotted at the Sony presentation and people got pics of him. I can't wait, man. What a time to be alive. It's a reach, but this could beat Endgames. B-O-M-I-M-O. In my opinion, B-O box office, in my opinion. B-O-M-I-M-O. Box, probably box office. Anyway. Box office. Uh, um, oh, oh, could beat Endgames box, box office, o- in my opinion. Thank you. So- <laughs> no. Sorry, iconic reactions. No, no. Wait, wait. He thinks that this... Spider-Man movie could be? Could be. Oh, oh, hell no. No, that's that's fantasy dreamland. No, no, just no. Just get that out of your, your thinking right now. Not not even remotely in the least. Um, I don't believe Tobey Maguire is here. I, I certainly didn't see him anywhere. I mean, I mean it would... People like, got pictures. Here's, here's the thing. Guess, well, I don't know if that's true. Here's here's the thing. They, I mean, I, I think it would be weird if they didn't... If Tobey Maguire it, was here, here and they didn't Here's the question. Yeah, here's the question you'd have to have. Why would Sony bring Tobey Maguire here to CinemaCon and not have him be either A, in the trailer, or bring him out on stage? It makes no sense if you're just going to have him then walk around. I mean, again, maybe he did. I just didn't see him. It seems... Uh, if there are pictures going around, I'm going to guess that they're probably not legit. Ladies, if you are in Vegas... And a guy who says he's Tobey Maguire starts flirting with you. Do not go to his hotel room. That is not Tobey Maguire. I, I'm, I'm Tobey Maguire. I'm Tobey Maguire. Do you want to come to my hotel room? I need, I need a ride home. That is not Tobey Maguire, ladies. No, Do not no, give him no, a ride home. Don't buy that. All right, what's All right, next? Um, NR99 says, I'm so speechless about this trailer, John. All the hype surrounding this trailer paid off, and it's crazy that we still know little about what's to come. Also, I saw people speculating that when you hear, be careful what you wish for, Parker, was actually said by James Franco. Thoughts? I, okay, the only reason, I like that idea, the only reason I'm going to guess that that's not the case is that right now, James Franco... Not a very popular guy. ...is a little, I mean, he's not Army Hammer persona non grata, but... Kevin Feige does not like drama surrounding his his property. He he hates the Scarlett Johansson stuff. Rogan is like... Hey James, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to like stop yeah, calling me for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I because of that, Kevin Feige does not like inviting drama onto his sets or his projects whatsoever. So I'm I'm gonna guess that's probably not. But who knows? Who knows? Also, iconic reaction says also John and Aaron. Thank you guys for everything y'all do. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, John, when I tell you that you and this community has helped me for years to, for years now, I mean it. Wow. Oh, nice. thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that, dude. Um, Alejandro Flores Rosales says, I feel that they are basing the plot off the One More Day Spider-Man comic storyline. That includes Mephisto as the person who made the deal with Peter to make everyone forget he is Spider-Man. Yeah, um, I'm done talking about Mephisto. I was officially done talking about Mephisto with WandaVision. So I listen, but here's the thing about 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 MCU movies, all right? MCU movies never follow the comic book stories, but they will borrow from them a few like certain elements from them. So it could very well be that that's the storyline that this movie's inspired by. But 
then they'll go ahead and do it completely unlike the storyline. Like, look at Civil War. Civil War is nothing like the actual Civil War comic book story. I mean, but it takes some basic ideas and principles from it and then totally makes it different. So even if they are using that particular comic book story, it doesn't mean Mephisto's going to be there. So, uh, yeah, so that's kind of my take on that. All right, what's next? Iconic, Reac Iconic Reactions also says, I can't lie, John, this is actually the best fan response for a trailer I've seen in a long time. I know we can be toxic as fans, but this feels great. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Listen, though, I, I'm going to be the, 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 the destroyer of dreams here. We have seen many, many great trailers to bad movies. Now, there is no reason not to give the benefit of the doubt to this. Uh, John Watts? Yeah, John Watt, the, the director, he did a terrific job on the first two films. He's back directing this one. I see no reason not to believe this is going to be great. I mean, I've seen better reactions to trailers. I mean, I mean, I have. But this was a very good trailer, especially for a first trailer. I cannot wait to see the second. Because again, the second one, the second trailers for these MCU movies are usually the ones that flesh it out a little bit more. So I'm I very feel excited. like this was pretty fleshed out. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying, for, especially for a first trailer. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I was man, I can't wait to see what they're going to give us in the yeah. second one. Um, Kevin Cow sent in a super chat. Thank you, Kevin. Prime B says, Sony understands how to do business for the long term. They aren't hurting their partners. Thank you, John and Aaron. Well, thank you, Prime B. Yeah, listen, Sony... Uh, they're doing it right, and they're they're going to thrive in this environment more than the others. And the the funny thing is, is I think like Warner Brothers has clearly learned that they made a mistake. They now they know they made a mistake, but it was I, I tell you what I was really impressed to hear Sony come out and so forcefully because they just made every other studio here look like shit. Yeah. Because they just came out and like, oh yeah, the other guys they can do this day and date release thing. It's preposterous. It's destructive. It's What's the word he used? Devastating. It's devastating to our industry. It's devastating to the movies. It won't work. And it was so good to hear actual movie executives coming out and say that. Anyway. And you know what? The the theater owners from RCE Theaters in North Carolina, our friends over there with the great popcorn, were actually talking about how, you know, he, he said back in the day what used to hurt um, the film industry, because he's a second generation theater owner, uh, what used to hurt the film industry was piracy. And he said, you know, but these are you know, people who used to be willing to watch a movie on a shaky, really bad, you know, secondhand videotape of a movie screen are now being handed a high def yeah. version to watch at home. And what's happening is you're training people to stay at home. What's going to encourage people to get back out of their homes in the same way that we were all trained that if you want to see a movie at home, you get in your car, you drive to Blockbuster, you stand in line, you get a movie, you drive it home, and then you watch it. Then we got trained that you can get it in the mail. And so we waited. And then we got trained to just streaming it. So these theater, these, uh, these companies that are training their fans to expect these dual releases, they're going to end up getting hurt, whereas Sony, you know... Because the financially, the model doesn't work. It doesn't work at financially, all. Financially, it doesn't work. And so. Sony's like, you know what? We'll take, we'll, we'll eat it for a year and a half, two years, because we know in the long run, you know, that people are going to expect that if it's a Sony movie, it's going to be in theaters. Okay, Canadian Posty, Singing Posty. We love the Canadian yes, Singing Posty. Yes, we do. Uh, send in a super chat. Thank you so much. Um... Uh, Lorgnome76 says, when are you going to upload the leaked CinemaCon footage? The leaked No, 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 no. There will be actually, I'm like, okay, so you got to understand, because I'm the one who who, um, who did the registering, uh, Aaron didn't get the email, but it's like when you're, she's never been to CinemaCon, so you got to forgive her for this. 
But like, we're at the CinemaCon presentation starting, and like all of a sudden, Aaron, I see beside me, Aaron holding up her phone, I'm and like, she's starting to take pictures. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you can't do that in here. So she had to put the phone. Yes, in but she my, didn't know. But she in didn't my, know. But no, but also in my defense, this, I was taking a picture of Tom um, from from Sony, the, the executive. CEO. Yeah, yeah. This, I was taking a picture of the CEO of Sony. Yeah, she his, wasn't recording, trying to record the footage. No, so. it was his name was on the screen, and I wanted to make sure that when I was talking, because clearly I've already forgotten his name because I have bad short-term memory I want to take a picture so I could go oh that guy yeah <laughs> so I wasn't trying to um all right uh next we have Jordan Saylor sending in a super chat thank you Jordan uh Daryl Be Daryl Best Wadley Wadley says you guys are great watching from work well enjoy your work there thank you man uh Marvel Blah sent in a super chat thank you Joe Hill says Aaron with the eternal shade laughing crying emoji Eternals. not having eternal shade Eternals trailer shade. Yeah, yeah, remember, she's looking forward to seeing this movie a Eternals lot, but the trailer didn't work for her. more. That trailer was... Uh, and there you I, go. I loved it. I loved the trailer. All right, Prime B says, Spider-Man No Way Home just stepped to the front of the excitement line for me. Those two reveals at the end are what comic book geek culture is made of. I... See, that's the thing. I... Look, forgive me for saying this. I'm just, like speaking one film-loving brother to another, okay? I think... That kind of attitude is what gives us crappy comic book movies. What makes, I think, comic book movies great is when they get to the traditional stuff of what makes great movies, period. Great characters, great narratives, great stories, great mythology, you know, bringing legendary stuff. Yeah, it's, it's good and it's nice to have these little shticks now and again of, and, and when I say shtick, shtick can be an awesome thing. Of like, hey, it's Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. That's awesome. That's great. But that's not what makes movies great. It, it still has never changed. Great movies come from great stories, great characters, great dialogues, you know, and great motivations. These are the things that make movies great. Little things like having Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is just a really awesome cherry on top. But it's not the meat of the dish. You know what I mean? But anyway, that's just kind of my take on that. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the genre is. If it's a good movie, if it's a good movie, it would be a good movie regardless of whether it's, you know, of, of where it is. Um, all right, Soul Killer 256 said in his super chat. Thank you. Lance Bergs Bergsven, Bergsven <laughs> says, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, Lance. Uh, with, uh, he says, uh, I was going to gush about the new Spidey trailer, which looks fantastic, and I've watched it numerous times now, but I'm also super excited for Morbius. Me too. Yeah, the, yeah, the Morbius stuff. The, I the, love the that show character, really and I great. really hope that they do him justice on the big screen. Just wanted to finish that. Yeah. I, sorry, I thought you were done. Yeah. Um, yeah, like like I said, she just about jumped out of her skin with the uh, with oh, the Morbius stuff, so and it's and they didn't even show a lot, and it's and ha half of what they showed was the stuff that we already saw in the previous trailer. There's a little few other things. By the way, I'm sure they will release this sizzle reel that they played I'm, at some point. They'll release it online later, like maybe tomorrow or next week or in a couple of weeks, but. It uh, it was it, it got the adrenaline going. It was really good. Cam K says, "Doesn't Doctor Strange seem a bit off? You think? Kind of like a character regression back to when he was an arrogant doctor." But the last time we saw him, he was an arrogant. Listen, the last time we really saw him, yeah, we got a couple of lines up from him in Endgame. But the last time we saw him was in Infinity War, and he's totally arrogant. And you had, you had the two most arrogant characters in the MCU with Iron Man, and Doctor Strange, having an arrogant off. With each other. And it was great. No, I thought it was completely consistent, to be honest with you. I thought it was completely consistent. But that was just me. Amit Suresh says, OMG, John and Aaron, what a tra what a trailer. So psyched, but didn't 
But didn't Doctor Strange seem a bit out of character in it? Can't I wait to see the so. Sinister Six on screen. I again, I don't think so. But again, look, well, clearly a lot of people did. Yeah, a, a lot of people are thinking there are, and obviously, listen. Once we get into this movie, we may find out that there is something very odd going on. I almost said strange, but there is something very. We could get in there and find out there is something very odd going on, maybe. But for me, honestly, it didn't strike me as odd in the least. But that's just me. We'll find out. Joseph uh, Bugeja said, God, Jesus, sorry, guys, uh, says, will this movie's mind wipe plot reset Spider-Man's character? I don't know. Well, look, it doesn't look like it did, but it looks like, obviously, something clearly goes very, very wrong. So, uh, but I'm going to guess, no, I don't think the impact is going to be on Spidey himself. I don't think so. Jordan Saylor says, are you surprised that no Toby or Andrew in the trailer? I hope they're in it. No, not surprised. I'm not surprised in the least. Listen, I think, because remember, me and Robert talked about this a while ago. If, if Toby and Andrew are in it, and by the way, maybe they, that would be the worst thing in the world for this movie if they're in it, for all we know, right? This, this movie may not work with them in it. But Rob and I both said a while ago, if they are in it, they will definitely be in a trailer and it definitely wouldn't be the first one. You guys remember when Rob and I talked about that? Is that if Andrew and Toby are going to be in this movie, they will absolutely capitalize on that in the marketing in a trailer, but it absolutely won't be the first trailer. So I am not surprised in the least that they weren't there because number one, they may not even be in the movie. And number two, even if they are in the movie, I wasn't expecting to see them in the first trailer anyway. So we'll wait and see. Akash says, so do you think the trailer leak was from the second trailer? No, I mean that was definitely the that was definitely the same trailer, the one that uh, that horrible, awful, garbage version that got released online. That was clearly the same one. Uh, Chris Lane Venturi 3D says Doctor Strange might not actually have caused an issue with the spell, but possibly it happens at the same time that Sylvie opened the multiverse in Loki. Possibly, but again, that would then make watching Loki a prerequisite to watching the Spider-Man movie, and that is just something that Kevin Feige doesn't do. So, it, it, I mean, is it possible? Yes, but it would be very out of character for Kevin Feige. So, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Kung Fu Hot Dog says, Hi, John and Aaron. You both rock. Spider-Man trailer. OMG. Thank you, Kung Fu Hot Dog. <laughs> Thank you, Kung Fu Hot Dog. And yes, I was totally thrilled. Totally thrilled with the trailer. Loved it. CDP Worship says, Hey, John and Aaron, I am so hyped for the new Spider-Man movie. Did you catch the yellow lightning hinto, the yellow lightning hinting electro? I did not. I didn't see that. I didn't catch that, but I'll have to watch it again. I, I, I only I, saw it the one time, so and then we came right back here. So Yeah. I mean look, we know Jamie Foxx is gonna be in the movie. Like so we know that, but I, I didn't catch that myself. But then again, I, I again we watched the trailer finished the Sony presentation, came back to the room and desperately tried to get this uh, live stream all set up. So I haven't had a chance to watch it again, but I did notice it on my first viewing. Uh, Ash M says, I was obsessed with where the crawdads sing. That ending shocked me for a Just week. Just made her happy. I am so excited to see the movie, you and me both. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that, especially around award season. Uh, it could be. Uh, Glenn Shu says, I was hoping they would announce Spider-Woman. Have they said anything beyond Craven the Hunter? Tom Holland, more chances of leaving MCU than staying. Um, again, I was surprised that if you had asked me before you walked in there, do you think we're going to hear some Craven news? I would have said yes. I, I, I am surprised. 
that we didn't get. But it wasn't just no Craven. Like Spider Woman, because we know uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis' ex-wife. Uh, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde is doing that. There was no mention of, of uh, Madam Web. There was no mention of uh, the Silver Sable things that they were still still saying they're going to move ahead. There's a lot of stuff that they didn't talk about. So, But then again, they seem to be confining their discussions to... These are the movies that are already filmed, right? And we have coming, so maybe I shouldn't be so surprised. Well, they're talking about move. They're not. They're not talking to like film fans. Like, hey, get excited about this that we're developing right now, or that we're about to start shooting. They're talking to theater owners. Like, this is what you can look forward to having in your theaters to make you money. Yeah. You know, they they said. Listen, yep, we, they, they were like, we've gone through a really dark period. You know, uh, Tom, the guy who's... Hurricane. Yeah, I was trying to talk, take a picture of his name. Uh, he, Rothman. Rothman, yes, thank you. Tom Rothman. He came, he was in Cape Cod, and he came back here uh, and said that he was literally running from a hurricane and talked to, used that as a metaphor for kind of what's been going on and said, but, it, but we, we do believe that sunnier skies are ahead of us. Yeah. And, you know, that was a good it, analogy he dropped. Yeah, really good analogy. I like that. All right. Uh, Tommy Lee says, can you guys talk more about the Morbius and Venom footage? Much love to both of you and thanks for everything. I mean, there's not a lot to say other than, like, it was very kinetic. Like, the whole sizzle reel was very kinetic. And what they didn't do was, and I wish they did, because it was a few minutes long, but instead of showing all the Morbius stuff together, they would show some Morbius stuff, then show some Uncharted, and then show some Crawdads, and then show some Bullet Train, and then more Morbius, and blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of isolated it a little bit. So there's not a lot to say. It, we didn't get any story. It was all kind of like a bunch of trailers mashed together. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. I mean, it was a sizzle. It was a long sizzle, but it was a sizzle nonetheless. So there's really not much more to say, except, again, I just love that shot from Venom of... Eddie and Venom sitting there looking out at the sunset together. I was just great. The Morbius stuff, again, very uh, a, a high kinetic energy kind of feel to it. They weren't sitting down and showing a lot of dialogue with story. It was all like boom, 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 like a lot of that kind of stuff. And it just felt great. It felt really, really good. I was, I, one other thing, I predicted that we were going to get an Uncharted trailer. Yeah. And we didn't. So I'm actually kind of surprised that we didn't get it. Because the movie's finished shooting, so I thought we'd get a trailer, but we didn't. My favorite thing about the Morbius uh, footage that we saw is that it really, it looked like Jared Leto. Um, I love Jared, my favorite Jared Leto performance, uh, besides um, Dallas Buyers Club, yeah. which he was great in, my favorite. Won an Academy Award for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. And but my absolute favorite always will be hands down Requiem for a Dream. I think that I mean that is just so happy. so light. It's a happy yeah, Saturday it's afternoon a family fun movie. Film. You know, I fell in love with him as Jordan Catalano, but then I liked the Bad Boys, and I really fell in love with him when he got his heroin junkie arm sawed off. I just I really... remember. Okay, Aaron. Aaron just saying I like the Bad Boys. I'm not going to say who, but I remember years ago. Before you met Tom, oh, at least I before it was certainly before you were dating Tom. Oh Lord! But I remember true story, little Aaron Cummings story oh, here. God. So <laughs> I'm I, sweating already. I don't even know what this. Now, is gonna I'm be not going to say who it was, so please don't say anything. I won't. I won't. But I remember. I think we might have been at Comic Con, and anyway, I had a friend of mine. And I said, you know, this friend of mine. They're really nice. Do you remember? Uh, oh, John, <laughs> Jesus Christ! And I was like, I uh, I, what, what would you think? And oh. and Aaron. Aaron looked at me, she said, John, 
I would eat him alive. And I was like, sorry, I just, I just reminded me of that, the way you said, you like the bad boys. Like, and I did. She said, I would eat him alive. So anyway. Yeah, oh, wow. Hold that. on. I'm, I'm having <laughs> flashbacks to an elevator at Comic-Con many years ago. <sighs> no comments. No comments. Okay. Are you, are you reset? Does he have, watch have this show? Are you fed? Does he watch this? He might. <laughs> have you refound your center? I remember. Although I don't, I don't think he even knows about the conversation. I certainly never would have told him about the conversation. But he knows, like, you know. Anyway. Not necessarily. Anyway. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry, Super Chat. Jesus Christ. All right. I don't even know where we are anymore. I just got totally... Wow. I was not expecting that. Ah, um... Uh, the Uzi Fro 8 says the leaked Spider-Man trailer showed three different Spider-Mans. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Uh, James Lago Mitsis sent in a super chat. Thank you, James. Uh, Matt1306 says, I think Doctor Strange didn't mess up the spell, nor did Peter. I think what Sylvie did in the end of Loki caused ripple effect, which caused the spell mishap. I, again, that... Look, th that is very sound reasoning. It is. It's very sound reasoning. But again, that then turns Spider-Man No Way Home into a college course that requires you first to take Loki 101. Like, it requires you to then have to go back and watch Loki. And that is something that Kevin Feige has always said he's very actively works against. Um, so, I, it just... Again, your reasoning is very sound. And who knows, maybe, that's what, maybe Kevin Feige's kind of changing it up a bit. But it's just so out of character for how Kevin Feige does this stuff that I just can't see him making a movie and saying, and then tricking audiences to come in, a lot of which probably never watched Loki, and then going, we have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. Who's that strange, why is this happening? Like, it's just not what Kevin Feige does. It's not his MO, so I don't know. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. We'll find One out. One of the great things that I love about Kevin Feige's MCU, or about the MCU as it is run under Kevin Feige, is the fact that um, he gives you everything that you're going to want if you're a fan of the source material and you're really going to feel that those needs are going to be satiated. But also, if you're coming in without all of those reference points, you're still going to be able to follow the story. And that's what he does well, is he says, this movie is going to be for anybody, whether this is your first MCU film or your fifth or your 15th MCU film. You're going to be able to watch the story and enjoy it regardless. And I like that. Yeah. That's how they keep getting new fans. Uh, okay, uh, next one is uh, Anthony Patton says, is this the last movie on Tom Holland's contract for Spider-Man in the MCU? I, I want to say yes, but there's something in my head that is telling me there might be... Oh, okay, no, no, that's what it is. Okay, so I believe this is his last movie on the current contract to star as Spider-Man. I believe he still has, and I could be incorrect about this, but I believe he still has one more film that he needs to appear in, but not as a as the headline Spider-Man movie. So I think he has to appear in one more film, but it wouldn't be a Spider-Man film. Uh, Devin Lida uh, says, kudos for the North Carolina representation. You can thank your friends <laughs> over at uh, RCE Films for that. I'm wondering if we'll get a Todd Phillips Joker-style movie for Green Goblin. Thoughts? No, no. I, that, that's, that's not Marvel's, Marvel's MO to do those types of movies at all. Now, once they move everything back over to Sony, that might be a different discussion. But even then, it doesn't seem like the type of film Sony would do either. Gabriel Baker says, most likely candidates for a multiversal Sinister Six? Um, sorry, try that again. 
most likely candidates for multiversal Sinister Six? I don't think there will be one, so I'm not really worried about that. By the way, I, I do want to address this really quick. Uh, somebody in the live chat is uh, Night Watch Reactions is saying, "Hey John, did you? I just, I just because I see some people misunderstanding this, so I just want to clear this up." Uh, Night Watch Reactions live chat says, "Hey John, did you hear that Johnny Depp won? Johnny Depp won the case in New York. Never heard you talk about it because he didn't win any case. Johnny Depp did not win a case. The what happened was it's just that the trial is going to be allowed to happen." which I said a few months ago is what would happen. So they, basically what happened was, um, what's her name? Uh, Mara in Aquaman, his ex-wife. Yeah. Well, Amber Heard. Um, Amber Heard, uh, Amber Heard's lawyers made a motion in the New York court to just throw the case out because a UK court already ruled that all the accusations against Johnny Depp are true, or as the UK court said, substantive, substantively true. Um, so they said, so we're going to throw this out. The New York court didn't disagree with that. What the New York court said was there is a fundamental difference in that that case was Johnny Depp against the newspaper. This is directly against you. So the case can still happen. Johnny Depp did not win the case. It's just said, and I would have, I did tell you this is what was going to happen, that the case is just going to be the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the court case is going to be allowed to happen. That's it. He's not going to win, probably, but it is going to be allowed to at least happen. That's what happened. Johnny Depp did not win any case at this point. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens once the court case does actually happen. All right, sorry. I, we got sidetracked there, but is I just saw... Is there something wrong with me that I do not care in one... For, there's not a cell in my body that gives a shit what happens with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Oh, no, no. The only time I get interested is when it directly has an impact on what movies are or are not going to get made. Right. But other than that, I really don't care. I have, I, I don't care. I, I, I don't, I don't know either of them. I don't care the about either of them. I fascination with the... I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But whatever. Yeah. You separate know, topic for separate I time. I am, however, very excited about Andrew W.K. and Kat Dennings getting married. That's a couple I can get into. I'm I'm a big fan of that 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 union. That's that's wonderful. Sam Fisher says, "Has Spidey been confirmed for Doc Strange too? What are the chances he in, is he is in Doc Strange too?" I believe Kevin Feige confirmed that a long time ago. So yes, Spider-Man is going to be in Doctor Strange too. Casey Max says, uh, "Let me back oh, that up." Sorry, I said that as if I had a hundred percent certainty. And I don't have a hundred percent certainty, but I believe it's a fairly understood thing now that he is going to be in it. I, I'm, I'm thinking so. Anyway, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, we'll find out. Casey Max says, John, wasn't Aaron Taylor Johnson already announced to play Craven, or was that not official? Oh, you know what? You know what's funny? I had a little bug in the back of my head. It's like, wait a minute, didn't they announce you? You're right. It was Aaron Taylor Johnson that they announced. You're right. You're 100% right. But again, it's not a movie that's shot yet, so that's why they didn't talk about it at CinemaCon. CinemaCon seemed to strictly be about movies that are already done and shot, and getting ready to play in these folks' theaters. But uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Well pointed out, sir. Well pointed out. Josie Reviews says, if Parker could have stopped talking, Strange could have erased emo Parker from our memories. <laughs> yeah, well, it is good. Again, remember though, Kevin Feige and the MCU do have, although this is a Sony movie, so maybe Sony cut the trade. Sony would have been responsible, but soon, no, maybe they maybe they consulted Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige and the MCU movies do like to misdirect in their trailers. Let's not forget that. That the MCU movies do have a hit, not all the time, but they have a history of putting misdirects in their trailers. And what I haven't heard anybody talk about yet today is, 
could there have been misdirects in this trailer? So, and if so, what could they be? So that's going to be fascinating to keep our eyes on moving forward. Uh, Sanu.com says Spider-Man's duality is the cause of the multiverse. Well, yeah, maybe. I, I was very fascinated by that one shot that was the replication of the shot in Infinity War when the Ancient One punches Hulk and separates uh, mm -hmm. Bruce from the body. And then we saw that with Doctor Strange doing that with Spider-Man. I, I, I'm like, I want to know what was going on there because that looked pretty cool. All right, what's that? Uh, Sherman123 says, $5 on black for me. Thanks. Hope you don't lose too much. <laughs> oh, fuck. Bet it, always bet on black, as, uh, as uh, uh, Wesley Snipes would say. Always bet on black. All right, what's next? And then we have super chats from Andres Moran, Dylan Schmoll, two from Iconic Reactions, Carl Wolf, and Ian uh, Nyendo. Ian Nyendo. Ian Nguyen. Ian Nguyen. Ian Anyway, guys, that's Thank it. You. That's all your questions. Again, so the again hyping up the the wrapping up the Sony thing. Sony, we're all theaters all the time. You're not going to see our stuff go to streaming on the same day. Uh, wonderful Sizzle Reel showing us some stuff. Our first look at some stuff from Uncharted, some Morbius, Bullet Train, Crawd. Where the crawdads Where the crawdads sing. Sing. Where the crawdads sing. Um, so I'm sorry, I haven't heard of it before. I'm, I will. I will know it. I will know it soon enough. I never even heard of this movie. I didn't even know they were making it. So this was totally brand new to me. Brand new. I'll get you the book. Uh, and then of I'll course get you the audiobook. Then of course the trailer for Spider-Man: No Way Home, followed by one of the best surprises ever at CinemaCon. Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman standing on stage together and going, "Oh yeah, by the way, guys." We're going to show you Ghostbusters Afterlife right now. And we just got to watch the whole movie, which is fabulous. And it's just day one. Guys, we still have Warner Brothers, Paramount, Universal, Lionsgate, Fox. MGM. Uh, no, because we're oh, no, Disney now. Oh, right, Disney, right, right, right. Um, so much stuff still to come. We're going to do a live stream for all the major studios events. Please make sure to come back. You'll see when the events get posted on. Uh, but that'll do it for us for now, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be doing this all week. And, and don't forget, too, on Wednesday, we're going to do an Aaron Cummings first reaction after she watches Shang-Chi for the first time. You got my reaction. You got Robert Meyer Burnett's. We're going to get hers on Wednesday as well. Lots of stuff coming from CinemaCon. So thank you guys uh, for putting up for us to just set up in a hotel room here with janky internet and uh this seemed to work okay thanks a lot for being here guys thanks for sending all the questions that'll do it for us for now guys for aaron cummings my name is john campia and until next time my friends bye bye